Joseph prepared, was prepared by God to be a leader. God made Joseph an instrument of blessing to his own family, to Pharaoh, to the Egyptians. Yes, he was an instrument of blessing. And uh, such is an honor that we can have with God, that God would use us as his instruments on earth. And uh, I always pray that, that he would use me as a blessing to many people in more ways than one. One Before I didn't know how to share the gospel, I really researched. And how do you share the gospel? I didn't know how to lead a small group through a Bible study or a Bible discussion. I prayed for somebody to teach me. I read books on how to do it because I wanted God to use me. Then as I grew, I wanted, Lord, one day I will preach one day and many lives will be changed. That is my desire. And I will share the gospel to many people. I will disciple by God's grace. You will teach me, Lord. And having that desire, I believe God has brought me one step at a time. And I'm still growing. There are still many things I want to do and learn and execute before he takes me home. No, I am not sick, all right? When people talk about going home, they think somebody's going to die. You know, Paul wrote, uh, he always talked about it. To die is gain. To live is for Christ, but to die is gain. You see, it's not morbid for us Christians to speak about when I see the Lord. It's not when I die. It's not bad news for us. Well, it might be bad news if it's sudden and we are not prepared. In fact, that's one of the things we will discuss, preparation. Today, God used Joseph as an instrument of blessing. And I believe all of us must desire that, not only an instrument of survival. You know, some people are on this earth, their only mind is to survive. If not to survive, they have a hedonistic philosophy of just enjoying oneself, just for personal happiness. And these, a lot of these self-help books did not help because it was too selfish. It's not really uh, making a difference in the lives of others. That's better. But making the, a difference in the lives of others in the name of Christ for me is the best deal. Because I have to fight for something bigger than me for my life to be meaningful. If I only fight for something that would just bless me, and those around me, the, uh, then I think that is too selfish. But if I have a desire to be an instrument of God's blessing in the name which is bigger than my name and which could be bigger than the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say, in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. So in the name of Jesus, I want to make a difference. And let's say all that together. I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. In the name of Jesus. It's not just making a difference, it's making a difference in the name of Jesus. And then life is not just about my peace, my joy, my happiness. It's about making a difference. Joseph's family survived the famine. Moreover, they prospered. That's why I included that verse 27. Somehow, it, it, it seemed to be a different context. But I included that verse 27 because I want to show you the contrast. How, yes, Egypt was just surviving. Oh, before, Israel was just surviving. They had famine, right? They were just living up to here, and Israel, Jacob, was grieving. But then at the right time, 
because of God's plan. Before the worst came, before the worst came, God was blessing them even though everybody was just living up to here. If you're living up to here right now, keep trusting God with the process. Whatever, if you have relational problems, if you have health problems, financial problems, whatever. Trust God right now and submit to his process. Believe in him. Anchor yourself in the word of God. Because there will come a time you will no longer be up to here. It's just a process. Can you say a process? A process is important. Processes are important. Yesterday, I was teaching a marketing management class, and we were talking about customer impact. How do you create it? You have to have strategies, tactics, and those strategies and tactics must have a process to create customer impact. Without that process, you can never really know if you're succeeding in doing it. Process is important, even in food preparation. The best foods are prepared well. And some of them are even prepared longer than just a few minutes of cooking, right? Of course, a few minutes of cooking, no need for preparation when it comes to egg. Just a few minutes will do cooking oil and then salt and an egg, right? Well, boiled egg is even easier, right? You just get water, fire, and then the egg. Uh, but that's the ordinary meal. But if you want it to be better, you want salted egg, you need more preparation for that. Correct? You know, it adds some flavor. And now with salted egg, you mix it with other veggies or, or another fruit like tomato, right? So it tastes better. Huh? Huh? You feeling it? You hungry now? Uh, <laughs> so um, with preparation, even food becomes tastier. You know what? That is also true for humans. No preparation, no taste. You're bland. Your life has no taste. Huh? Boring. Huh? But if you went through some process, some difficulty, you studied this, took you years, then you had difficulty with this, and you faced the challenges of the, of the difficult life that was given you, and then you survived. There was a process. So there's flavor there. One story that, that's making my friend some, some, a lot of blessings whenever he tells his story because people join his company was the story when he became my driver. And then after that, he learned from me. And after several years, he became a millionaire. And he was attributing that to the time he drove for me. And he would invite me every now and then. But, you know, I, I salute him. My wife is always amazed at his confidence. And whenever he would speak, I'm inspired. You know, I'm so inspired. But the kind of preparation he went through, the kind of difficulty he went through, being very, very poor. I don't mean poor. I mean very, very poor. And being abused physically by the father, uh, very poor, no funds to go to college. But he made a way. By God's grace, he trusted his God, but he went through a process. But every time you hear the story, there's some flavor to it, right? You know, if your story is only, I work, I eat, I go home, I watch a movie, I go with my friends. 
And then the next week, it's the same thing. And then the same thing. And then the same thing. There is no flavor. If I were to eat you, I would say, another dish, please. <laughs> no, I don't plan to eat anybody here. <laughs> I'm talking metaphorically. God prospered, was able to use Joseph, prospered him and prospered those he loved. The Egyptians survived starvation because Joseph stored enough grain for everyone. And Pharaoh became incredibly rich and powerful because he trusted Joseph. Although Joseph's preparation, say the word preparation, it was tedious filled with mental, emotional, and physical hardships, it was all worth it. Say to your neighbor, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, if some of them are suffering, you give them a hug later, okay? And you just hug them and say, it's worth it, you know? Don't worry, I'm here for you, I'm here with you. That's life. We need, we need a hug somewhere once in a while, correct? We need somebody to tell us, even though we know it in our minds, in Christ, everything's going to be all right, but we still want to hear somebody say it and say, we're with you. We're with you. We'll pray for one another. But don't lie to yourself. You will suffer. Oh, no, 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 no don't have to say that. <laughs> uh, but... But the truth is, some parts of preparation is difficult, right? Uh, just like, let's go to precious metals once again. To make gold and to make diamonds, precious stones, to make them, they have to go through some process. Gold goes through a heating process, and, and, and diamonds goes through a cutting process until you can say, it's beautiful. Until you can say, wow, gold, you know, I'm blinded by your gold one kilometer away. I know it's you. <laughs> it is necessary sometimes. To be an instrument of blessing, it is necessary to be prepared. But we have to work with God here. God sets it up. He predestined it. But our hearts must be there as well. Although I do believe God touches our hearts, He works within us and even works with our desires and sometimes corrects our desires. On our part, we have to submit to Him everything. If Joseph was given that opportunity to become Potiphar's number two, second in command, would he do the same excellent work when it was smaller, like the jail? Because when he was sent to prison, because of a crime he did not commit, he still did his best. But for some of us, when we lose a bigger opportunity, and we thought God demoted us right now, we say, why did this happen? Why were my plans? My plans were just ruined. I was hoping to buy, get my freedom from Potiphar and go home to my father. That could have been Joseph's plan. It did not, the Bible did not say that. But that would be my plan if I were him. Work so well, win my freedom, if ever I can win my freedom, or at least gain the favor to go back to my homeland. But God's plan was bigger. Therefore, 
It looks like a demotion, but it was actually closer to the opportunity. Now he's now in prison. Oh, Pharaoh's prison, where he sends his officials to. So I don't think this was a, a, a really low-class prison. You know? Just like in, in, in other countries, they have a white-collar prison, and they have this, this well, uh, severe criminal prison. And uh, it wasn't a demotion. It was part of the process, but what God was bringing him closer to the real plan, closer to Pharaoh. Sometimes when God closes a door, we just have to say, thank you, Lord. That's what the Bible says. In everything, give thanks. In everything. So if God closes one door, we have to say, thank you, Lord. What is your plan for me? Because if it closes one door, just trust God at the right time. Go through his process. Learn what you have to learn. Learn the humility, the brokenness, and the, and the wisdom that he gives you through the time, through the process. Joseph experienced emotional distress and physical discomfort. He had to learn to survive early in his life. Joseph excelled in what he did that resulted in him gaining favor from his superiors. So all of you young people, what if suddenly you lost the comfort of home? God forbid, God forbid, but this happened. This happened. In Manila, there was a fellow GCF pastor. I wasn't close to them, but I heard their names from a satellite. Just one morning, husband and wife, uh, a speeding bus hit their car. They both died instantly. What if that happens? Are we prepared? But Joseph in that situation, away from family, did his best, worked his way, worked his way up by doing excellently in everything. He knew what it meant to be betrayed and framed for a, for a crime he did not commit. That's part of the process. Joseph experienced security when he was with his father, and Joseph also experienced poverty as a slave. Extreme, right? And there's a theory I have. Sometimes when God wants to use somebody, sometimes the, he allows them to go through a difficult process because only then can they be molded through the fire, through the fire of trials and experience. God would use Joseph's developed inner fortitude. Oh, let's change that, inner strength. Can you say inner strength? Inner strength. Yes, I hope we all develop that because that is important to lead others to lead our families, but beyond our families, I do believe God wants us to lead others to Him and take care of others, but not only that, and help change our society. But inner strength is important. How you think, how you feel is disciplined. You cannot let your mind fly away. You cannot just entertain every negative thought. You have to catch every thought and discipline the mind. Filter every thought. Filter every emotion. You cannot just go along with what you feel. It has been said by many that our emotions, they can be good servants. 
If you're happy, feel it, right? If your team won yesterday, feel it, right? If you lost, feel it. Why? It bonds you with everybody else. You're, you're a community. Use it as a servant, but never as a master. Because if you do not master your emotions, your emotions will master you. You will be a puppet of your emotion. And if your emotions are so easily swung, you're easy target for the enemy. You're easy target for the devil. You're easy target to plant things in your mind that might destroy the lives of others around you. We have to develop that inner strength. Say it again, inner strength. When you hear bad news, just take a deep breath. <sighs> then breathe again. <sighs> then you keep doing it. Then after a while, it's all gone, right? You have to expel it. But if you even feel it's, it's really strong, you say, in Jesus' name, get out of me. <laughs> you breathe. You walk. You forgive, then you understand what it is to be calm. Then one day when bad news comes, first thing you do is smile. <laughs> then after a while, oh, okay, uh, is that what happened? Okay, let's, let, let's pray about it. You are now less affected by it, right? Oh, yeah, that's inner fortitude. In fact, you cannot really have a, a, a good relationship without that. And uh, if we are to lead and make a difference, inner fortitude is important, right? You believe so, e you're so easy to manipulate. How easy. Some of you are that easy. Easy to re quick to react rather than, hmm, shurka. Can I quote you that you said to me, uh, that you said, I'll quote you, okay? I'll tell that person, I'll talk to that person, I'll say to that person that you heard, hear her or him tell me. Ay, no, 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 don't tell. Atin, atin lang to. Ay, jay, ay, ay. That's called slander and gossip, which we don't want here. So discipline your mind. When you're offended by somebody, it might not be intentional. Don't feel it first. Relax. You ask, uh, what do you mean by that? Some people express in different ways, right? Some people are not good in speaking. They're better in writing. Or I mean texting. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem of this generation. They're so good at texting. My, my, one paragraph in just 10 seconds. But you ask them, talk to each other. 
Yes, generation of today, please, please, we need to be better leaders. We have to have good face-to-face, -face, right? Oh, 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 this is my nephew. Uh, this is my, uh, and, and. No social skills. Hi, how are you? Good to meet you, huh? Uh, you want a barbecue? Let's go there. No, nothing. It's just they find safety in what? The phone. After they were introduced, because they have no social skills, no inner fortitude to overcome the shyness, they found solace in the phone. It's awkward when we talk, so I'll just text somebody I know. And what will happen? Your world is so small. And if your world is small, when you get old, you will be the only one left. <laughs> because you only had five friends that you text, that you send messages to. And the more you get old, because you have very little friends, they die one by one. <laughs> and you're all the only one left. I'm sorry, I, I, maybe I should do a part two of this message. <laughs> Time's up. Excellent work ethic. Joseph developed inner fortitude, excellent work ethic and leadership skills to save the world in that era. To save the world in that era. Egyptians traded their money, livestock and land and themselves in exchange for grain. Yes. And they were happy, take note, they were happy. For them it was a blessing because Joseph was selling grain. Even if you take everything, even our lives, what does it mean if we die? They were happy. And Pharaoh, in fair play, became more powerful. Social justice is not the issue what we're talking about. But if you were Pharaoh, I know you'll do better, right? Yes, because instead of taking everything and making everybody slaves, Pharaoh, through Joseph, just said, okay, all the land belongs to Pharaoh, but you can still use it. But you have to pay 20% of your grain. It was still good. It would have been the reverse of some dictator, right? Maybe without Joseph's advice, maybe Pharaoh would say, no, 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 no. 10% to you, 90% for me. But Joseph was there, and I believe it was him, for the sake of the people. All the land came to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was even more powerful. So here, his family survived the famine. The, you know, they did not just survive, they were blessed. Egypt was suffering, but they had grain. They survived. And then Pharaoh became even more powerful because this guy, Joseph, went through the process. Went through the process. Application one, good preparation can prevent a disaster in our lives, our families, our organization, our cities, and our nation. Let us prepare ourselves. We must prepare ourselves. Life is not just about your social life, present generation. It's not just about your chat group, this present generation. Uh, for, for the little advanced generation, it's not all about just money and going through school and making sure they study and it's part of it but that's not all that preparation first is spiritual 
preparation is not only the job they will have, it is the kind, how do they manage relationships? They have to be prepared for that. How should they think? How should they feel? We must coach them through that. How should we feel? We must still grow because sometimes we are sometimes the ones that are not good examples, right? Because nobody's perfect. We just hope during the time of imperfection, we just hope our children were not watching. But that's impossible. Why? They live so close and they see also our negatives. As well as you see their negatives, they see yours. But once we learn to accept that we are all growing and learning together, that everybody must improve, then that's a better deal. That's a less judgment deal. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, but let's change these aspects in our lives together. We prepare ourselves for better relationships. You want a better relationship in the future for the family? Or, or if you're single, why keep thinking of the other person? Oh yeah, you should think and pray, right? But there's also that part if, how do I prepare myself for the right person? Am I prepared? Is this what God wants me to be? Maybe you are and God just wants you to wait. Maybe there's still a lot of process to go through. God knows everything. But we must prepare. So yes, education is important because this, this nation values education. Thank God. Amen? Oh yeah, that is important. But also the skills. The skills of how to harvest. The skill, I'm talking metaphorically, because sometimes you can earn a living without education. How, why not teach those skills as well? Why not research on those skills as well? Why not have both? Good preparation. Are we prepared for tuition fee next year? So I advise you do not spend all your money on Noche Buena and gifts in Medio Noche. Don't spend all your 13th month pay for that. Why? Because there's still, you still have to prepare for the tuition fee next year. Then let us pray that God would situate us where we may be a blessing to our families, our fellow citizens, and to his kingdom. We have to desire to be a blessing to others. We have to desire that. Let us pray that God would put us in key situations. And if ever we already are in key situations, how can we be a blessing in His name? First to our families, our fellow citizens here in the nation. Sometimes it's just putting your trash where it belongs, right? In the garbage can. And if you don't see it in the garbage can, it, be it belongs in your pocket. You don't throw it on the street. What if 100 million Filipinos throw something on the street every day? What will happen? So don't contribute to that. We have to have more discipline in our public spaces. I'm thinking long, I'm talking to my wife, how can we prevent, how can we lessen, at least lessen, how can we lessen the plastics in our lives? Just the plastic, how can we lessen it? Sometimes it's difficult when you have products that have to be placed in plastics and if you put it in bottles, people say it's so heavy. But sometimes we're thinking, why not, you know, I was consulting, so why, why not, bro, we'll just go to you and just, you know, from a container, we'll just get the calamansi from our own container. 
close it and bring it on. I think maybe that will work. But God can situate you where you are and you can be a blessing to the people around you. But prepare yourself because in the future, God may use you to be a greater blessing. You know what you have to break out from? What we have to break out from? One is timidity, shyness and timidity. Oh, will God use me? Uh, will God use me? I'm so imperfect. Uh, will, will ever that happen in my life where, uh, you know, I can lead others? Uh, you take a small step and another small step and another small step. You take a step first from learning. Here we have a growth group structure. All pastors report to me. They're expected to have their growth groups. My wife reports to me. Amen. So <laughs> she shepherds other women. There's an alignment. There's an alignment I'm always looking for because as leader of this church, as servant leader of this church, God expects me to shape us in the mold of scripture. We're teaching people to study context. Now, you listen to some preacher on the radio or TV who takes his verses from everywhere. You know, I can do that. Huh? I can do that. And the end result is you give your money to me. You know, I can do that too. And the end result, you have to commit suicide. It's so dangerous piecing together, jumping from one verse to another and putting it to because the slight mistake there may mean wrong application. Like, for example, what has happened to this generation? Phariseeism. We're so spiritual, we won't even talk to a person who drinks and share the gospel. Oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk to him. He smells. <laughs> we look down on them. That's Phariseeism. But if you look at it by context, it's all just by grace, right? I am growing. We should all grow, but I am no better than anybody. Yes, there's an alignment because we pray that we have to be one in mind and heart. In the early chapters of the book of Acts, they were of one mind and heart. That's why we want alignment. So when we invite you to join, uh, well, these are not all, all the growth groups. There are many more who are not announcing that are aligned. And there are those who are misaligned. Say, what are you teaching? I'm teaching this. I'm teaching that. Where'd you get it? Oh, from, from the daily bread. Bible or daily bread? What do you want? I want you, whenever you read anything, you read the story, you read the text, you see the alignment, if there is such an alignment, because there are a lot of things there that are not aligned. But we don't think critically. Not like the Bereans. You know the Bereans in the book of Acts? Oh, Paul preached to them and said, oh, oh, wait, 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 Paul. Thank you for sharing that, but we'll check. Oh, we believe you now. And such as what we want here. Oh, it's so inspiring, you know, that pastor from, I don't know what, where he came from. He said he's a prophet. Uh, and uh, I said, what's the name? Oh, no, 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 he's not a prophet. He's a prophet. <laughs> uh, 
let me close. God provided a way for all of us to be saved through Jesus Christ. May we receive his provision just like Israel received the provision of grain. But like Joseph, may we be an instrument of his blessings of forgiveness. What we share God's forgiveness through repentance. We invite people to come to the Lord, to come to him, to receive his salvation through repentance and faith so that they would have a relationship with God and that we should continue in this process that we may be a blessing to others. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. We pray for your Holy Spirit to continue to speak to us about being instruments of blessing in your name, that we should be prepared. And uh, we thank you for the strengths that you have given us. We even thank you for the technology available today. Yet teach us, Lord, to have a, a good perspective on things that we don't allow these blessings to become not a blessing. That we prevent such blessings to become a curse if we misuse it or misapply it. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord, to be aligned to you. And we pray, Lord, prepare all of us for to be instruments of greater blessing. Not just blessing in maybe in small areas. We will receive any opportunity you give us. But Lord, prepare us even, Lord, to become a great blessing to many fellow Filipinos, to many uh, peoples, tongues who have not yet known you. Bless your people, Lord. Let us all rise. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. And God's people say, Amen. Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon.